Welcome to Bravo Maestra. I'm Kalisa, and this episode is a double feature. I'm going to be talking about Southern charm and Southern hospitality. First up is the show that has been my favorite all season long, Southern charm. This show has delivered week after week. It's been the show that I'm most excited to watch and completely engaged from start to finish. However, this episode to me was pretty boring up until they are at Whitney's party. So that's where I'm going to start. I'm going to start with them all at the cottage and JT pulling Taylor to the side. Guys, it was so awkward. It was so cringy. Both of them say, oh, I love our friendship. You love our friendship. We love our friendship. And then JT says, I love you. I would marry you tomorrow. Is he for real? Like, is he for real? Then it shows Olivia with Vanita, Madison, and Leva. They're all just being silly out on the patio or the porch. And Austin comes over. And he's like, hey, let's go talk. And Vanita is the perfect girl's girl and says, she won't. And seriously, Olivia shouldn't. Like, ew, why should Olivia go and talk with him? And Austin coming over and not saying like, hey, sorry to interrupt or, oh, um, can I talk with you? No, just walking over to her having fun with her friends and saying, let's go talk. All while we know that he just wants her to apologize because we saw that scene of him with his sister saying like, yeah, I want her to apologize. And even his sister being like, what? <laughs> like the look on her face was like, are you serious? And her saying, oh, I didn't, I didn't know that's what you wanted. So him just coming over and doing that was infuriating. And when Olivia was like, oh, it's okay. After Vanita said that, like the look on Vanita's face, like, I feel like we've all kind of been that friend or have a friend like that or, you know, we should all be so lucky to have a friend like that that tries to be like, "Uh uh-uh, and like stand up for a friend and then when your friend just makes that mistake and you're just like so disappointed, like, oh no, girl, why are you going? Um, Then it cuts to JT and Taylor again and he says to her like about his feelings, it's there for me, it's there. And she says – something like you could hate it like you don't know you you could hate being with me like i could be a psychopath ha 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 and you can tell she feels awkward like you can tell she feels uncomfortable um and he's like well you are a psychopath ha 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 like you guys the whole conversation was so awkward and cringy and uncomfortable and he's like you are a psycho and you know why and she's like why and he's like because like we could die tomorrow and we should just give it a try to to find out and she says something weird but we all know that like taylor has a hard time speaking but she's like well shep's still here and i need to heal and blah, blah, blah. I don't know. And in her confessional, she says to us like, oh, I wish that I could just wake up tomorrow and like JT would be my person, but I'm just more attracted to the assholes. Guys, I'm rolling my eyes at her. Like I just, I I cannot with Taylor. And yes, I do say all of this, but keep her on the show. I'm not saying get rid of her. 
like keep her on the show. I'm just going to keep rolling my eyes at every single thing that she says and does. Then we go back to in the scene of her and JT and Shep comes over and interrupts their conversation very much like Austin interrupted Olivia and her friends. And it's so awkward. Like it is so uncomfortable. And Shep, just like Austin, is like, come talk with me, Taylor. And the look that she gives JT, like, she just pities him. Like, and I don't blame her. Like, I, I, you know, I think a lot of us have been in that position too of just like, hey, I don't feel the same way. And, you know, it, this is a very uncomfortable conversation, but she just really pities JT and is just like, hey, love our friendship. Bye. And like walks away with Shep and leaves JT alone on the porch with his thoughts. And so Shep and Taylor go inside. And I really hated this. I don't know if anybody else noticed this, but it was so gross to me. And if, I don't know, maybe it was just me, but Taylor just seemed very like wifey motherly towards Shep. Like they go inside and she's like, don't put your wet drink on her nice table. (laughs) All like giggly. Ew, puke. And it was such a small thing, but it just, it just told me that she envisions herself as this like trophy wife for Shep. Like that is what she sees. That is what she wants. Like I'm going to take care of this big like Peter Pan man boy. Like that's all he needs is just a good woman to like take care of him. And like she's pretty much said, said as much. And just, I know it's such a small thing, you guys. I'm digging way deep into this, but that's what I do. But her just saying that, like, don't fear what drink on her nice table. Like, this man is a demon, an alleged demon, but he has mistreated her, cheated on her multiple times. Everybody knows it. He told her that he enjoyed it. And, like, she's giving him the time of day and being all cutesy and, like, <laughs> it just made me sick. But anyways, they sit down. Shep is like, so what was JT talking about out there? And doesn't even let her answer. Like, it's just his insecurity. Like, you know, couldn't even help himself of like asking. And then is just like, so did you guys hook up or not? Duh. Gosh, I can't. I cannot. And then Taylor's like, what? No, no. What? And she says, no, we haven't crossed the threshold of friendship. And he's like, oh, you don't ever want to do that ever again. Alluding to the Austin situation, like her hooking up with Austin and crossing that friendship line. And he just says it all smug and condescending like he always does, like a total freaking asshole. And Taylor says, I don't regret what happened with Austin. And Shep looked surprised. And I know this is so messed up. This is going to sound really messed up. But in this instance, don't judge me. But I'm happy that Taylor said that because it threw Shep off. And I know it's a jerk thing towards Olivia. Like, take the Olivia situation out of it. 
But Shep is always so controlling, so smug, so condescending towards Taylor and like thinks he has such control over her and this whole season, like thinking he has the upper hand. I've even seen people on social media, even people I talk about Bravo with saying like, I kind of feel bad for Shep. I never feel bad for Shep ever. He is the alleged demon. And so for her to just be like, no, I don't regret it. Like now what? I actually liked that because it needs to kind of some something needs to throw Shep off. And then it just ends there again like Taylor's so ridiculous. They're both so ridiculous. Um and then it cuts to Austin and Olivia and because they've gone inside now and he tells her she looks nice and again cringy. He tells her she looks nice and she's like thank you. All cute and nice. And again I'm probably thinking too much into this, but I'm just like, oh, these women. It's like they go into these conversations with these men expecting that they will be treated with any kind of respect. So they go into them all like cute and perky and giggly only to be disrespected over and over and over again, which makes them look stupid. Stop giving these men, quote unquote, the time of day. Stop. (laughs) (laughs) Again, don't ever get off screen. I absolutely love every minute of it. I know I'm heated, but to me, this is what I love. I love getting all worked up about it. But I'm just like, ladies, come on. It's just, yeah. So Olivia and Austin are talking and it's, their conversation's kind of messy. Um, It was a little bit hard to follow. And I think it's just because their whole relationship just doesn't make any sense to me. Um, She brings up like that she's been inconsistent with like how she's treating him. And he's like, yeah, you have. And she's like, but you know what? Like, this is what you do. Like you leave two girls pissed off at, at you, blah, 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 which is true. That is the track record. Then it cuts to back to Shep and Taylor. And I'm sorry, I... I'm hating the cutting back and forth. What do you guys think? Is that just me? Like, I really just wish that they had just sat with Olivia and Austin and we could just see their whole interaction from beginning to end. And I wish we could have just sat with Shep and Taylor from beginning to end. I I hated the back and forth. But anyways, so Shep says that he wants them to just be like cool and supportive. He says they've made a cool step and they've, you know, had some emotions involved. And Taylor cuts in saying, well, my cool step was because I wanted something more. And Shep's like, why? Because you want to get back together? And she says, possibly. <sighs> why? Why? I, I can't. I can't. Why? So then it cuts back to Austin and Olivia. Austin thought Olivia would say, sorry, I let my emotions get the best of me. And Olivia's like, you thought I was going to apologize to you? And I just loved like how she looked and said when she said it. It was so funny. But after she says that, the look he gives her is so rude. I could have thrown something. Like, it was so rude. And in her confessional, she's like, if you could pull your head out of your narcissistic ass for a second, you'd see I'm going through something right now. And in the scene, he says, like, I think there's a major disconnect. And she says, I couldn't agree more and walks out. 
And again, I don't know why she gives this evil scumbag the time of day. To me, he's literally evil. He knows that she literally lost her brother and is messing with her head. And let's just say that he isn't. He is messing with her, but let's just say he isn't. He is, allegedly, but let's just say he isn't. He thinks she's the one who is all over the place and letting her emotions get the best of her. But doesn't he think, hey, she has a pretty good excuse. Maybe I should back off. No, that thought doesn't cross his mind. Like, what a freaking douchebag. I can't. Then it cuts back to Shep and Taylor, and Taylor basically wants to be with him. Shep says it's over. She's like, then why are we sitting here talking? And he says that he wants them to come to a point where, like, they're supportive and she can bring a date around. And she cuts in and says, well, what if I want to date Austin? Like, just say it bothers you. Just say that it would bother you. And he's like, well, if you were genuinely in love with each other, I wouldn't stand in your way. Then it cuts outside to JT and Rod. And <laughs> JT's like bounce is still standing there where where Taylor left him. And he's like bouncing his wine glass on the like railing thing. And Rod brings his tray, like a tray over with drinks. Like he's working at the party. And I don't know guys, but it reminded me of like the nerds from 16 candles or something (laughs) like these two nerds that like happen to just show up at this party and are off to the side getting rejected. Like people think one works there and like another is like, I love you to the popular girl. And she's like, oh gosh. Um, that was just the vibe that I got from them. Um, And JT tells Rod, I told her I loved her and I do. And Rod says, I know. And I don't know. It like, it felt kind of fake to me. What do you guys think? It's weird. I don't know. I don't know about that. Then it comes back to Taylor and Shep and Shep says, you need to just do your thing. I'll do mine, but I'm still going to message you. But if that's going to mess with your head, let me know. And I actually liked that. I will give Shep a little bit of credit. I actually liked that. And Taylor said, you know, it might mess with my head, which I liked her saying that. What I didn't like was her being like, I know that might be selfish. That's not selfish. How is that selfish to be like, hey, person who I told I want to still be with and doesn't want to be with me, please stop texting me and messing with my head. That's not selfish. Ugh, that is not selfish. People need more respect and empowerment. Goodness. But anyways, Shep said he's sorry for things in the past, and I'm glad that he did that. Then it says on the screen, 30 minutes later. And everybody's kind of walking out to the little cottage. I say little. That place is probably bigger than my house. And (laughs) I laughed out loud because it's like Austin says to Craig, dude, I'm done with Olivia. And Craig says, great. (laughs) And I laughed out loud. Just, you know, people – I, you know, sometimes we refer to Austin and Shep as like golden retrievers. Absolutely not. They're alleged demons, but Craig is, is the golden retriever in this situation. Great. Um, so it shows JT getting like all worked up about Austin and Taylor. And it's kind of another messy scene because there's a lot of people like in a smaller space and everybody's intoxicated and, um, And just cameras kind of going like all over the place. But JT's getting all worked up and it shows JT 
on his knees on a bar stool talking to Austin. And I'm sorry, this was such a ridiculous visual. And I know everybody talks about how tall Shep and Austin are, but I never, all these years on the show, I really don't ever notice it. Except when like JT's around and him just being literally up on a bar stool on his knees and now he's eye level with Austin. I was like, oh my gosh, this is this is ridiculous television. Um, and it was funny because Austin says, like, well, I did tell you to get on a chair next time you want to talk to me, and you and you did get on a chair to get to eye level. Ouch, you guys, ouch. So JT's like calling him a snake and a coward. And Austin says, like, what are you squealing about? And Austin says, like, um, JT started all of this because JT's the one who brought up Taylor sleeping over at Austin's. Like, she, Shep didn't even know about this, like, about anything before then. Um, the cameras show everyone kind of eaves- eavesdropping on this you know, confrontation and JT's saying, what a bad friend and person Austin is. Taylor starts saying like, JT, JT, JT. And Austin at some points, like said, it was kind of hard to follow. Like at some point Austin's like Taylor. And I don't know what he was like trying to involve her. Like, but JT says, oh, so now you're yelling at the girl. And Taylor is like, he's not yelling. Um, And like for you to go after Austin in this way and JT says to Taylor like, oh, so you're going to have his back. I'll never forgive this. I'll never forgive this. Or I couldn't tell if he said, I'll never forget this. I'll never forget this. I don't know. But either way, it was kind of funny Um, and very dramatic. And Austin realizes JT is jealous. And in the confessional, he says that. And he's like, he doesn't get the girl. I get the girl. Ew, you guys. Ew. Not only saying that, but the way he says it and how he looks was so angry and creepy. It was so gross. Like he is so gross. Then JT starts yelling in Austin's face. And I was even like, oh my gosh, like, oh, like you are yelling in someone's face and putting your fingers like in his face yelling like, oh gosh. And I was like, oh, Austin, like back up, like back away. Nobody, nobody was behind Austin. Like he I don't know. He could have backed away, you know, walked away. But instead, Austin like shoved JT off the stool. WTF. I that made me so nervous. Like all I can think, maybe it's the teacher in me, but I'm like, oh my gosh, all it takes is like your somebody's head hitting something or like your spine hitting something and like somebody dies and somebody's in prison the rest of their life. Like I hate physical altercations. It makes me so anxious. But I'm pretty sure. Austin shoved JT twice. Oh, by the way, when he shoved him, JT like flung backwards and landed on his feet like a little freaking leprechaun. And I'm pretty sure he shoved him twice. And then JT, this isn't funny, but it was kind of funny, like chest, like puffs his chest out and is like, do it again, boy. (laughs) And like, as he says, like, boy, headbutts Austin like in the cheek. And Austin's like, what? whoa and austin has the audacity to say like 10 years and no physical contact and i think he means like 10 years being on the show or 10 years of the show not being on the show he hasn't been on it that long um 10 years no physical contact then you come in um you literally hit him first and like you could have walked away or backed away like i don't know 
Um, but that's Austin doing damage and not taking responsibility and blaming others. But anyways, after that, he everybody kind of disperses. Whitney's trying to calm Austin down. And then it shows Shep in a confessional. And was it just me or did Shep look like unwell? Like he looked gray to me and he looked like very dark around his eyes. I was like, is he okay? And then he was, the things he was saying to me, it sounded like they were trying to allude to Austin not being allowed back because of being physical because he said something like, Oh, you know, he brought it on himself. Like nobody should feel bad. But I'm like, a lot of this drama is because of Austin. I doubt they're not going to let him, you know, they're not going to kick him off, but we'll see. The reunion looks amazing. I'm excited. What do you guys think? I, I thought, I thought it was a good ending and I'm, I'm really excited for the reunions. Um, next up is Southern Hospitality. Are you guys watching this? If you're not, you really should. Like this show is really good. Um, yeah, it's really great. It gives, it gives VPR vibes. Um, so the big topic of this episode is the Will cheating rumors. And so it starts out with like pretty much everybody talking to each other about the Will cheating on Emmy rumors. Um, and so we can start with Maddie and Emmy at work talking about the rumor. And Emmy says that she's more mad at Joe because Oshin is new to the group and doesn't know Will, but Joe is their friend and should have defended them. Maddie says to the audience that she believes the rumor, but she wants Emmy's wants to have Emmy's back and support her. Um, in her confessional, Emmy says Maddie is being fake, but and she's like trying to use it to defend her. Like Maddie is trying to use it to defend her relationship with Trevor to be like, oh, well, Will and Emmy survived cheating. So like leave me and Trevor alone and like us surviving cheating. So Emmy asks Maddie how her and Trevor are. Maddie's like, I don't know. I don't really trust him totally. Like he's out of town and I'm glad about it, which is a great sign. Um, Joe calls Grace because she's supposed to be at work but isn't. And she calls him back and is like, I'm done. I'm done with Liam. He can't get over the past. He's constantly checking my phone. Um, Maddie joins the call. Of course, they're like, you're a queen. You'll be okay. <laughs> Maddie visits Grace. I think it's the next day. And Grace basically says that like, while her and Liam were dating, but not exclusive, she hooked up with someone and Liam like saw the text conversation and found out. And now like he keeps checking her phone. Um, and is really insecure. And what stuck out to me was Maddie saying that like she's heard Liam herself saying like, you haven't posted enough with me on Instagram and like people need to see us on Instagram. And I don't know, that's kind of gross to me. So I hope they kind of show more of that. Um, Joe and Will talk about like, hey, you need to have my back. And Joe's kind of like, I don't really know what more I could have said, but like, you know, maybe I could have said more about like having her back. Um, Emmy and Mia meet up about, you know, the rumor. Everything's about the rumor, the rumor, the rumor. <laughs> um, but Emmy says something that I liked where she's like, if every time Will was alone with someone of the opposite sex, I'm supposed to be worried, then I shouldn't be with him. And that's true. 
But it's also true that Mia's like, but why would they go into a bathroom together? Which is true. Like, you should trust your partner, but your partner also shouldn't be getting into situations that, like, are disrespectful to your relationship. So I liked that. Um, and Emmy's kind of, like, pushing Emmy. Like, well, what do you what do you think? What do you think? Or is there a little doubt? What do you think? And Emmy's just like, well, what do you want me to say right now? And I, you can tell that she's like, dude, there's cameras. Like, what do you want me to say? And it kind of is like Emmy's damned if she does, damned if she doesn't. Like, no matter what Emmy says or does, like, she – she's kind of the victim in this like she will look i don't want to say bad because she is the victim like if her boyfriend cheated or not like people keep pushing her about it so um so yeah i feel i feel bad about that and she says that will's going through a hard time with his friend passing away and then shoulder surgery and mia says like well the only thing i'm worried about is you emmy and you looking stupid if this turns out to be true um then there's drama at Republic about the uniform that Maddie texted Emmy to wear pink, but it was blue. And basically more of like that Maddie is a horrible manager. That's that's the big storyline also is that Maddie's not good at her job. Um and so Emmy shows up in pink because that's what Maddie said. And so she goes home to get her blue dress. And of course, while she's gone, Leva shows up and is like, um, where is Emmy? And I'm sorry, but that seemed so fake. And, you know, Maddie doesn't say like, hey, I'm the one who texted the wrong thing and that pisses off the employees. And that's not cool. Like, that's not cool to like not own up to be like, that was my fault. So, you know, we'll see where that goes. Um, there's a Brad and Lucia date. It was just awkward. Uh, I don't, I don't know about that. <laughs> um, another Mia and Emmy scene. And I really liked this scene. This was like good drama to me. Um, I, I just felt bad for Emmy. And again, it's that line of real life and reality TV. Like we, I want to see it all. A friend should do this but it's on tv so it's like um there's a camera there you're putting me on the spot but it should kind of be real life and a camera just happens to be there for us to see it you know i don't know it's it's a hard line but um it's also why i would never ever want to be on reality tv and why i like to watch it so mia said she talked to Oshin and knows one of the girls that was at the apartment that night and she reads emmy the text with the girl and um this girl says like will was inappropriate she 100 percent saw them kiss and um mia's like yeah will's a little shitty emmy like you know he could have done this and emmy's like okay you knew him as a cheater like at 19 but he's 29 now like come on and mia brings up a good point like i think in her confessional like i think emmy has tunnel vision basically like she wants the perfect life like he'll be a lawyer i'll be the wife we'll have kids it'll be great and she will not sway from that and i agree with that i think emmy does have tunnel vision um so emmy's like well will is upstairs with tj i think we should go talk with them and so they go upstairs and will denies it emmy gets upset and is like i need empathy i need support 
And Mia's like, I am like, this is me being supportive and empathetic, like me telling you like this, I, you know, I'm, I've told you I've done my job. It's done. Like, that's it. And which I thought was nice. Like that is, that is what a a good friend would do. I think, um, like this is the information I have. I'm just telling you, but then I love that TJ was like, so do you believe Will to Mia? And Mia's kind of like, uh, and says she doesn't know. And Emmy and Will are kind of like, cool, okay. And she's like, I, I just don't know. And Mia leaves and TJ was cracking me up. He's like, yay. And Will and Emmy are upset and are just like, what's yay? And he was like, that was fun. <laughs> it just cracked me up. Like TJ's almost like an audience member, like loving the drama. I loved that. So anyways, it was a great episode. Um, you know, a lot of the Will will cheating rumor all over the place, but it was good. And I'm excited to see what happens next. So I hope you enjoyed this double feature and follow the podcast on Instagram at Bravo Maestra, Bravo M-A-E-S-T-R-A and rate and review five stars only. Thanks guys.